the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Six thirty-four, Bruce Hooley Show. I wish I had a second home in Central Ohio because if I did, I'd be uh, intrigued by the possibility of selling my first home. Even though I love where I live, and we've put a lot of work into the place, and we enjoy it. My kids would panic if they heard me say that. We don't want to move, Dad. Home sales in Columbus are nuts, absolutely nuts. The numbers are off the chart. For the month of June, more than 3,600 Central Ohio homes sold, 15% more than last year. A record for any month in any year, according to the Columbus Board of Realtors. Now, what would really give me a better picture of how out of the box these numbers are is to not compare it to 2020, but to compare it to previous years. Because at this time a year ago, my sense is that people did not want to go into homes nor allow people to come and visit their homes in real estate showings. Because at that point in time, we were still operating under the delusion that you could get COVID from a countertop or from a Kleenex in a box or from any other innocuous surface surface. But the number of homes that are selling over asking price is shocking. And so is the median price of homes. The median price means that half the homes sell above this number and half sell below this number. And the number is $275,000. Half above and half below. They're not on the market long either. Homes in June in Columbus sold in an average of 11 days, which is a record low. Last June, it was 27 days. Again, last June, COVID, fear-mongering at its apex. The expensive properties, the nicer homes, are selling even faster in an average of nine days. Nine days. Crazy. So it is a seller's market, but where do you go? All these people are selling. Where are they going? Presumably they're going to other places that are selling. I mean, now the amount of equity you could get out of your home would be crazy. Problem is you got to pay it back. It's not like that Ohio unemployment benefit you're not entitled to take, but you took and the state goes, ah, our bad, keep it. It's not like one of those Joe Biden checks for having a kid. You can keep that too. 23% of American homes in June were paid for in cash. Stimulus checks, baby. Child tax credits. (laughs) Oh, man. man. 
there is going to be such a reckoning economically for our country with all this crazy spending. The midterm elections cannot get here fast enough. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid, the breakdown on Senate races is so favorable to Democrats. Only 14 Democrats are up and 20 Republicans are up. In any other year, the Democrats would get crushed in the midterms. But because the seat's up for grabs, a third of the seats come up for grabs every two years, and this is the year that it puts more Republicans in peril than Democrats, it may allow Democrats to, oh, dare I say it, expand they're not going to get 60 votes. I think it might get 51, 52. Raphael Warnock's getting hammered in Georgia. There's no doubt in my mind, particularly if Herschel Walker runs against him. And the more Joe Biden talks about crime, the better it is for Republican candidates, whether it's J.D. Vance or Jane Timken or Bernie Moreno or Josh Mandel or any of the other candidates in the Ohio Senate race seeking to become a real Republican and take Rob Portman's seat, which is labeled Republican in name only. Uh, But here's Joe Biden talking about crime nationally, setting Don Lemon straight on the fact that crime is not really an issue in the United States of America. Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. (laughs) I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a, whether it's a 9mm pistol or whether it's a rifle, is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. Okay, so crime is down... Gun violence and murder are up. Hmm. Just me talking here. The murder and the gun violence are one and two on the Bruce Hooley try to avoid list. So if the murder and the gun violence are up, I'm not really too appeased by the fact that he's twisting the other crime statistics what well we have a uh, we have a jaywalk we have eliminated jaywalking we have eliminated i don't know what white collar crime nobody's going to the office anymore there's no white collar crime crime is down People tearing tags off mattresses has been dramatically reduced, and we are close to eliminating it due to the Biden criminal agenda. Thank goodness. The murder and the gun violence are up. But the crime is down. Is that possible? Does anybody care about the crime being down? If the mur- and the murder and the gun violence isn't just up. It's astronomically up here and everywhere else. And did you notice that Joe Biden, little old Joe Biden, Delaware Joe, Amtrak Joe, regular Joe, he was the only guy in the Senate, the only guy who could get that done. Now, you know, I have admittedly 
only a vague recollection of my civics class at West Liberty Salem High School. Shout out to the Tigers. It's been a while. But I seem to remember that nothing could get done in the way of a law coming out of the Senate back when we actually, you know, passed laws like you're supposed to do, where the House comes up with a bill, the Senate looks at it, passes it, the President signs it. Way back then, before executive orders and pseudo-dictators ruled our country, I was under the impression it took more than just one senator to get a law passed. But Joe said he was the only guy. Crime up. No, excuse me. Crime down, murder up. And Joe was the only guy. Did I, did I hear that correctly? Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a 9mm pistol or whether it's a rifle, is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. This man is in charge of the nuclear codes. The man who thinks that crime is down even though murder rates and gun violence are up. By the way, gun violence is such a stupid term. Gun violence. Criminal activity. Criminal activity. It's not the gun that's violent. It's the criminal that's violent. Okay? Can we get that straight? That would be nice. Uh, You will be unhappy to know and not the least bit surprised to know that Senate Democrats are reviving their attacks on Supreme Court Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Sure they are. The filibuster looks like it's not going to go away. And they're afraid that the Supreme Court, which, by the way, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, so far, on the Bruce Woolley scale of Supreme Court justice satisfaction, You all got a lot of work to do to get a passing grade out of me. Nevertheless, seven Democratic senators said today that they have, oh, this sounds so familiar, newly released material that indicates the FBI failed to fully investigate sexual misconduct allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, sure they did. Your old friend Sheldon Whitehouse has come out of his private Rhode Island swim club. And Chris Coons, Delaware Senator, Joe Biden bagman, are leading this investigation, saying they want 4,500 tips related to Kavanaugh investigated by the FBI. Well, sure they do, because now Merrick Garland's in charge of the FBI, and he's a partisan actor. Uh, this is exactly what they tried to do with Christine Blasey Ford who fabricated allegations that she couldn't remember where, she couldn't remember exactly when, sometime in the 80s, and I'm not really sure who else was there. But because there are idiots who will give money to anyone willing to make a fool out of themselves and accuse somebody of something that could maybe further the leftist agenda, Christine Blasey Ford walked away with $650,000 from a GoFundMe account set up in her honor. 
So, I don't know. Maybe applications are open for the next uh, unjustified accuser of Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, I don't think he's been a very good Supreme Court justice so far, but I wouldn't begin to wish this on him. Democrats, though, have no conscience, thus they have no soul, uh, thus they have no honor because they have no commitment to the truth. It is 6.50, Bruce Hooley Show, top of the hour, what used to be the Larry Elder program. Aaron, I apologize. Uh, what is, who is the gentleman that is uh, taking uh, Larry's spot at the top of the hour? They have the same host every night now, and I meant to commit that to my memory, but uh, I have not done it as yet. He's doing a phenomenal job. If you don't know, Larry Elder is running for governor of California. Now, I think he's had a really good shot. He got on the ballot the other day. He had to sue to get on the ballot. They were trying to keep him off, I think, because they fear him. Carl Jackson. Carl Jackson. The one and only Carl Jackson is uh, sitting in for Larry Elder at the top of the hour. Uh, Interesting video online today of people just walking across the border, just strolling on into the United States of America, getting in a van of some kind of agency, you know, official government agency, heading off to who knows where, probably without a COVID test. Don't you float over here from Cuba, though. You will be sent back. All you future Cuban Republicans. Crazy, crazy. The town hall last night in Cincinnati supposedly featured ordinary citizens. Eh, We don't know what they're going to ask. Just come on up to the podium. Ask whatever you want. Uh, I think the Cincinnati Reds sent their batting practice pitcher over to ask Joe Biden this question. Um because it sure sounded like a fastball in his wheelhouse to me. I am a pediatrician who utilizes social media to educate about health, and I'm very concerned about the rise <laughs> in misinformation from the anti-vaccine community that is eroding trust in life-saving vaccines. Spread of this misinformation and declining vaccination rates could leave Americans vulnerable to vaccine-preventable diseases in the future. So what I want to know is, what is the White House doing to combat medical misinformation and to restore America's faith in science? Let me answer that for you, Joe. We're putting undue pressure on private businesses. I heard enough from you, Nicole Baldwin. We're putting undue pressure on private businesses to eradicate the rights of all Americans to freely post and see information. That's what we're doing. How's that? Young pediatrician Nicole Baldwin, who uses social media to combat misinformation? Here's my guess about Nicole. Nicole's pretty young, probably got young kids, working a pediatric practice. I don't think Nicole has time in her day to be on social media combating misinformation while she's tending to her kids. And seeing a full load of patients at her pediatric practice. But she wanted to get on national television. And so she asked the exact question that Joe Biden wanted asked. By the way, did you see the older lady last night who asked about immigration? Aaron, did you see her? She looked like no. a... She was, she's gray-haired. She looks to be about, I don't know, 60, 65 years old. She asked the president about immigration. She has gray hair, but she has like a splotch of purple right here in the front. I think maybe she was in a paintball fight before she got to the microphone. Something was, security must have been lacking there last night at the uh, Biden. Watch out! Paintball incoming! 
Man, what a collection of dopes there were at that thing last night. Um, Mary Catherine Ham, thankfully, saved the day today on CNN. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, as you know, has been in the crosshairs of Rand Paul's criticism. Dr. Rand Paul. If Jill Biden's a doctor, then Rand Paul, an eye doctor, he's an actual doctor. Jill Biden's not a medical doctor of any sort. Uh, so Mary Catherine Ham, who used to be on Fox, is now on CNN. Probably not after this. Because <laughs> she said what is absolutely 100% true about the media's treatment of Dr. Anthony Fauci. What, what is the purpose of this fixation on attacking Anthony Fauci? Well, I don't, I don't think it's entirely a game. I think it's that Fauci is a very powerful public official who deserves and rarely gets tough questioning in almost any realm. Uh, he gets, frankly, a lot of fangirling uh, and a lot of uh, just sort of forum for his ideas, and he doesn't get a lot of pushback. Uh, Senator Paul understood the assignment here. He's asking about a tough subject that admittedly none of us are experts on, but I would like to know a lot more about. And despite his protestations, tough questions for Dr. Anthony Fauci are not attacks on science itself. This is something we should talk about. Further, Fauci has something to do with the numbers on his own level of trustworthiness. He has at least twice, and I will be gentle in saying, at least shaded the truth about his COVID pronouncements based on his own judgment on what the public can handle. Now, you may think those shadings of the truth were noble, that, for instance, saying that masks were not particularly efficient for helping protect you back in the beginning of the pandemic, pandemic so that they could be uh, in greater supply for health workers, that that was the end result was okay. But it did seed distrust of him with good reason. He also has admitted saying that when it came to herd immunity, he looked at polling to base his statements on how much herd immunity would be the threshold that we needed. These two instances are just facts. Hold on. Those are just facts. And it is an issue that a very powerful public figure was found to be shading the truth about these things. And it is a reason that people have come to distrust him. Yeah, it is. But he keeps pounding that pulpit for masks because he knows it makes him popular with the craziest portion of the American public. Here are the true numbers. We have in our country of 330-some million people climbing by the day as the southern border uh, continues to hang out its flashing vacancy sign. We have 75 million Americans under the age of 18. 75 million under the age of 18. How many of those 75 million have died of covid Long before we had vaccines, long before we knew about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and other therapeutics, long before we knew that putting people on a ventilator was more likely a death sentence than a way to save them, how many people under the age of 18 in the United States of America among 75 million have died of COVID? 350. 350. Will you ever be able to find out how many people under the age of 18 
have suffered severe myocarditis, blood clots, death, or other debilitating physical drawbacks because of the vaccines? No, you will not. No, you will not. You will not be given that data. Because Anthony Fauci, just like when he told you you did not need to wear a mask because healthcare professionals needed those masks, just like he told you when you should wear a mask, just like you told he told you when he said you should wear two masks, Anthony Fauci is telling you what the winds of public opinion tell him to tell you. He is not telling you the truth. He is telling you what's convenient, what's expeditious, what's popular. That's what he's telling you. And Mary Catherine Ham had the courage to say it. Much as they tried to interrupt her. So, that is where we are on Thursday, July the 22nd. I appreciate your time today. We'll have more tomorrow. And hopefully... We will not have more suburban districts buying into the lunacy of Columbus City Schools putting masks on kids.